Welcome to another episode of the HR Insider Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Mallory Heron from Heron HR. Mallory, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Well, super excited to have you on the podcast again. You're one of our uh, you're our most frequent guest, and we love having you on. You've always provided amazing content, and so excited to have you back again. Um, I know that you've been up to some new stuff, and we'll get into that kind of later. But uh, I know that you know before we turned on the podcast, you talked about uh, really wanting to share about employee coaching and what that is. So why don't you dive in? Tell us a little bit about what uh, what employee coaching is and what it's not. Absolutely. And thank you for having me back. So employee coaching is something that I'm sure a lot of HR professionals are familiar with. And it's a wonderful management tool when we think of it in terms of the disciplinary process for employees. You know, you you might give them a little coaching if their performance isn't exactly up to par or if maybe they've made some missteps behaviorally or with their actions. Typically, that process starts with a little coaching to set some clear expectations about, you know, what it is that they need to do or not do to help them make corrections. What I want to talk about in terms of employee coaching is really transformational leadership coaching. So this is something that you would do in order to develop leaders within your company. So transformational leadership coaching is where you take someone that is likely going to be in a more senior role or a more seasoned veteran in their field, and they're going to work with a more junior employee, very similar to mentoring, and they're going to be a change agent for them and support them in reaching their goals and improving their performance, um, keeping them accountable and developing that employee's own ability to lead and to make decisions. So that can sound a little broad. Uh, Let me give you an example. Think about it like this. Mentoring, that's where you are imparting lessons and wisdom to an employee that you've already learned through your life and your career. So you're giving them that knowledge, sharing that, providing guidance, coaching that's where you're going to let the employee drive that. So it's very relationship driven and it's very future focused. So you're helping them work toward their future goals. Um, And instead of giving them your wisdom and guidance, you're just drawing it out of them because they've got that within themselves. They just need to develop that ability to lead. Wow. Okay. So so this is okay. So this is fascinating because no one's ever talked about uh, this on the podcast with us, Mallory. So, you know, what are some things that you've uh, like some examples that you can give us of how you've used this and all of your HR experience? Because I mean, that's that's a very different way than most people view uh, how to grow and develop an employee. So, can you give us some examples of how you've done this in the past? Of course. So typically it starts with some sort of succession planning, nine box tool, you know, where you're developing uh, your future leaders to take over later. Um, So we're all familiar with that, with creating some kind of training and development program, something of that nature. 
where you've identified your high potential employees and your your employees that are performing really well, and you want to advance them to the next level, especially in today's labor market. Um, it's really best to upskill your current workforce and retain that knowledge within the organization. So once you have identified the the next generation of leaders, if you will, for your organization, um, that's when you would employ this kind of coaching. So for me, when I've used it previously, it's been within that, you know, I've, I've identified people that are going to be, you know, moving up so long as they stay with us, which this is also a great retention tool. And then I've made that investment within them. So um, someone that was at uh, one of for one of my clients was at a management level. And her goal was really to to grow into the executive leadership of the company, which is a long-term goal. It wasn't anything that was going to happen overnight. Um, so we set up some coaching sessions, and she was really able to, because there's a formula to it, um, but she was able to identify what her goals were and then take actionable steps to develop herself further and that ability to lead to get there. So instead of being, you know, a frontline manager supervisor, um, over the course of a year, she was actually able to move up into a director position, you know, on her way to eventually obtaining the VP role that she wanted to get. And in within that, the personal and professional development that comes with it was phenomenal. You know, at first she was really timid. Uh, as far as, you know, managing people and dealing with them and unsure, you know, she'd be like, well, I think that I'm making the right decisions here. I'm thinking full circle about it as much as I can, um, but was really kind of a little shy about it, I guess you would say, a little, little bit indecisive, just a tiny bit, and <laughs> struggled a bit with more confrontational communications where she had to be a little more firm and assertive. And through this process of um, the coaching and identifying, you know, what steps she needed to take to get where she eventually wanted to go in her career, those were things we could identify that were areas that were challenging for her that she could work on. And so she did that. And seeing the the growth in her just on that level was just amazing. By the time we finished a year of coaching, it was it was almost like a whole new person in the best way. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, so I, you know, it's, it's cool to me that you've gone this route, Mallory, because obviously we all know that mentoring is a beautiful, wonderful asset to anyone's career. But we also know that there's something that's very powerful about self-discovery and having someone that's kind of like a guide to help you get to where you want to go. So, was there a moment in your life or in your career that made you kind of pick this up and take it as a path to really elevate and educate leaders? There was. It was quite some time ago. And it, uh, I mean, it had to be probably more than five years for sure. <laughs> Maybe 10. <laughs> and I was trying to find ways to motivate uh, the staff that was under me at the time. And, you know, everyone has different motivators. There's a lot of research on that. It's not always pay. Um, for some people, it's really, you know, public praise and recognition. For other people, it's more flexible options in their work life. 
Um, but motivation really, I think it's best when it is um, intrinsic and internal instead of external. So when someone has buy-in to something, they're so much more likely to follow through, to do a good job, you know, have improved performance, things like that. And I stumbled on coaching as a concept, you know, which this kind of coaching was a, a huge shift in my thinking from what I really always thought coaching to be, which was along the lines of, you know, tell an employee not to do that anymore in the disciplinary process. <laughs> um, so doing it this way, and uh, I read several books, I, I got a coaching certificate, um, because I put the ideas into practice and saw some really, really great results from it. But that's how I stumbled on it was really just trying to find a way, you know, we were going the organization I was with was going through a lot of change. How is it that I can retain my employees, get them motivated and on board and excited about this? Well, people are motivated to be successful and to further their own career. And how can I get them to do that while also achieving organizational results? And this turned out to be a really effective way to go about it. I love it. I love it. That's super cool. All right. So so you said something that was interesting there, that that intrinsic is, in your opinion, more powerful than extrinsic. You know, a lot of employees, though, the reason why they're employees is because they need that extrinsic motivation. So is there a way or have you like discovered a way to kind of flip the switch for people on having an, an extrinsic motivation and then moving it to intrinsic? Like, has that ever been something you've tried to do or do you just find people that have an intrinsic motivation and then work with those individuals exclusively? Oh, this definitely works for those people that aren't necessarily um, thinking about anything other than external motivators, like, you know, just getting the highest salary they can get and putting food on the table and that kind of thing. So you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, of I would assume. So, yeah. So you can see on there that, you know, you've got to have your foundational stuff kind of set up first, right? And then it goes from there. So after you've got your basic, you know, needs for survival met, then you start going to other stuff, um, which can include things like your own success. And I find that um, whenever you've got an employee that maybe is a little disengaged and isn't necessarily performing to their the best ability that they could because their only concern was, you know, I'm coming here, I'm doing my job, I'm collecting my paycheck, and then I'm done. <laughs> this is a great way to flip that switch, too, because you are believing in them. That's a really big tenet of this. In order for this to be effective, you have to actually believe in that employee's ability to be the steward of their own life and career. And everyone has that ability. It's just not always um, really visible. Um, right. And then, so you're, you're showing them, I am investing in you. I want the best for you. Even if this is a dead end job where you're not going to be able to move up, this is still something, let's talk about it because you can go elsewhere, you know, eventually if needed. and still further your career and I'm investing in you. I'm showing you, I believe in you. I am giving you positive feedback and recognition. I'm providing that accountability and guidance. And so even when you have someone that starts out, that's not very internally motivated, this will naturally 
shift it. Because think about it. If someone is telling you, hey, I believe in you, you can do this. Let's talk about what you want. And I'm going to then make an investment into you. That doesn't really cost me anything, but uh, time, then that feels good. And that just gets the, the mind shifting to, okay, well, you know what, if someone's going to believe in me, and they're going to invest in me like this, I want to do my best gee, where can I go in my career? How can I further myself? Let me start really thinking about what it is that I want and how to get there. Because if someone else believes in you, then it's easier to believe in yourself. All right, I'm going to stop right there. This episode of HR Insiders is brought to you by PC Housing. PC Housing caters to business travelers and their families by providing tailored temporary housing solutions that are less like a corporate apartment and more like a home. With anytime check-in, flexible lease terms, and personalized welcome grocery packages for their guests, PC Housing provides the amenities you need to be at your best. Need something customized to fit your specific needs? PC Housing offers customizable furniture, and housewares to match your lifestyle. With communities throughout the U.S. and Canada, they have the resources to simplify and enhance your temporary housing needs. Relax and know PC Housing backs its services with the risk-free PC Housing Guarantee. If you're not happy, they'll do all they can to make it right or provide a refund. PC Housing. Stop searching, start booking. For more information, please visit our website, HR Insiders Podcast. Dot com. That's hrinsiderspodcast.com. Now, so Mallory, so let's say that, um, you know, I own a, so I, I do, I own a, a series of companies, you know, and uh, I have some staff that, you know, I think I want to invest in, in that way. How, how would anyone that's listening to this podcast go about creating this, this process where they're, they're starting to engage with like, what, what are the first steps for a person that's, uh, you know, at a high level in a company, what are the first steps they take to start to implement some sort of coaching like this? Does it just happen organically or, or is this a program? Like walk, walk our listeners through that, please. Of course. So I'm going to recommend that, um, really anyone can do this. Um, if you're going to get started on it, I would suggest doing a little research into it. There's a couple really great books out there I could recommend um, that will help you to develop kind of your toolkit to do it. Um, but really you start with having the desire to do it and then identifying the people that you want to coach, whether that's, you know, you want to develop that person into a leader to take over a department or something later on down the road, or if it's someone that just, you know, needs a little extra oomph to really kick it into high gear. So you identify who you want to coach. And then it's just a matter of time. So you want to establish and maintain a standard um, where you meet regularly with that employee, whoever's doing the coach, the coaching, and you've got to stick to it. So that's, you know, no less than once a month. Ideally, it's going to be more often than that. Once a week is fantastic. That's not always realistic, though. Um, you meet with them in private. You want to make sure that, you know, this is relationship driven. So even though you're not really like getting onto them or anything, um, you want to make sure that they are in a space where they can further develop their relationship with you and they feel safe to be vulnerable to talk about real struggles and challenges that they might be having that they have to have a lot of self-awareness and reflection to bring up and a safe place for them to be able to talk about 
you know, whatever dreams and goals that they might have that they want to achieve. And then I, I use a, a pretty solid formula for the actual coaching sessions themselves. So if you'd like to, I can kind of just go over that. There's a, a an acronym, of course. Uh, that would be amazing. Of course, I want you to go through that. That'd be fantastic. Awesome. So there are a lot of various coaching models out there. And whatever is a good fit for you, I would say go for whatever you're most comfortable with. This is an acronym I made and uh, to help me through the steps. And it's a series of steps that I've found through a lot of coaching hours to be really effective. Um, and it's NEED, N-E-E-D-E. So step one, once you're in that session, is N, and that's to name the issue. So, and remember, this is relationship-driven, but the work here is going to be done by the employee themselves, not you. So the employee is going to name the challenge or struggle that they're having or, you know, the goal that it is that they want to achieve. That sounds really simple, but the first step of being able to identify what it is they want or the problem that they're having, what that even is, sometimes that can be pretty challenging because it does require that self-awareness and reflection to to find the root cause of an issue or think, you know, some people maybe they've never even been asked what is it that you want to do and achieve. Um, right. So naming it is first, and you might have to ask some probing questions to have the employee really think about it and get there. The next step, the first E is to explain. So then you really explain it. Um, after you've named it, you want to take a look at that. You know, if there's a problem, why is that a problem? Or why is it that you want to achieve this goal if you're talking about goals? Who is involved? If there's others that are involved, what part do they play in it? What else is involved? Are there um, systems? Is there training? You know, what are all the moving parts of this? If there's a, a problem, you know, what are the consequences that are incurred by that problem? You know, let's take a really, really big look at all of this issue. The next E is to explore. So this is where you're looking at all your options and the employee needs to come up with these options on their own. So remember the employee is laying all of this out there. You're just kind of guiding them through the process. So in this step, it's really easy to slip into mentoring where you're going to suggest various solutions to their problems and <laughs> perhaps even phrasing that in the form of a question like, oh, well, don't you think maybe you could you know, whatever it is, but that's mentoring. We're not doing that in coaching. They're going to be the right. ones to come up with this. <laughs> so <because Yeah. laughs> um, you can ask questions about each solution that they come up with, all of the options that they have, um, and have them really think about it fully. So are there unintended consequences to every option that they have? Um, what's involved in each of these options? Is one going to be much more cumbersome and unattainable than another? What does it look like in the future if you move forward with that particular option? So really taking a look at each one so you could narrow down, well, the, so the employee could narrow down which one is best and, you know, keeping your mouth shut if you're thinking, oh, no, that wasn't the right one. Don't pick that, you know, <laughs> it seems to be the one that makes that decision. <laughs> That's good. So the, the next 
step is the is D, and that's for dive. So you're diving into the action part of the process now. So the employees already outlined their options. They've selected the one that they believe to be best for them. And now they've got to create an action plan. Ideally, this will be done in the form of everybody's favorite, a smart goal. So you want to make <laughs> sure the action is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. And right. the goal setting part of it, you know, this is very, very future focused. So one agreement that you need to have before you go into this is that, you know, no one is going to be setting any goals that will not be achieved. You know, we're not wasting time just kind of chatting about, oh, someday this would be nice. We're going to make actual progress toward these goals. Um, the employee is capable of doing this. They can do this. You're just going to hold them accountable for it. And sometimes the SMART goals, depending on how big they are, they might have to be broken down into more manageable goals and chunks um, to get to the big goal that might be on down the road. And that could something even be something that's even, you know, five or 10 years out. Well, what steps do they need to take today to get there? Um, so they're going to make these goals. And they'll make it, um, the time-bound portion of it ideally will be on the same schedule with which you meet as often as that is realistic. The right. final E in need with an extra E is to evaluate. So as time goes on at each of your coaching sessions, you're going to hold that employee accountable by asking them about their progress on the action plan. So during these coaching sessions, you always want to keep the forward momentum. So keep them focused on the future. Keep thinking about, well, okay, what else do you want to work on? You know, are you having any other challenges or struggles? Are there any other goals you want to work on? But within that, you still need to make sure you're touching on all of the goals they've made previously and following up on their progress. So this is not a time for scolding. If an employee maybe didn't make the desired progress, didn't meet a goal, you want to ask them about it. Dig into why that might be. You know, maybe they need to set uh, another action plan or a goal in place because there's a milestone or a precursor to the larger goal that they need to meet first. Or maybe they didn't meet it because there's another challenge that they need to address first. And you can address that through the coaching process as well. Um, so you want to hold them accountable, but you want to remind them, you know, of what they were able to do that was positive. So, you know, praise them for something. And it's not like a participation trophy kind of a situation. You just don't want them to get discouraged if they're not making the progress they wanted to so that they continue to push forward. Um, and then you follow that up with another call to action. So you might say something like, okay, well, you know, we didn't meet the goal this time, but you did have the courage to try. What other options do you have to meet this goal? So that is the formula for the coaching session. And during the coaching session, um, one of the most important things you can do is to fight that instinct to give advice and make sure you're really actively listening with genuine curiosity. And, and you've okay. got to have that sincere belief that they are capable and that leader is within them and you're just helping them to draw it out. Um, people can sense when others aren't sincere and genuine. So if you 
are saying, yeah, I believe in you and you're going to be a great leader and you don't really believe it, that's not a good situation. Eventually that, I mean, that's going to, the employee will be able to pick up on that at some point and this won't be very effective. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, sincerity is such a big thing that is so often overlooked and it's palpable and people can sense it in, in the fibers of their beings. Right. So if, if we're not sincere about it, then that's a, a real problem for uh, the coaching sessions overall. So I just want to go over this, Mallory. I want, I want to make sure that we have this right. So need N E E D E. The first step is name it then explain it, explore it, dive, and evaluate. Did I get those right? That's correct. Okay, that's that's awesome. Okay, now, now you mentioned earlier on that you had some books that you could recommend. What would some books that you would recommend that could kind of like elevate or educate us um, in this process if we decide to take this on? You know, what are some things we would want to have access to from you that would be really, really helpful here? Of course. So one that I really enjoy is leadership coaching by, and I'm going to butcher this name. I apologize. Leadership coaching by Tony Stoltzfus, S-T-O-L-T-Z-F-U-S. Now this actually goes into uh, a little bit of a religious nature as well, but it's, the the concepts in it and the way it explains it is really, really spot on. So, I mean, if you're part of a church group, you could certainly apply it to that, but this applies to business so well. Um, so that's a really great one. Um, and re- since this is relationship driven, I mean, while you're not mentoring, you still need to have a relationship that's, you know, based on trust and is one where you have a little bit of influence. So that even though you're not influencing their decisions, you're still helping them along the way to stay motivated. So power relationships is a good one. That's by Andrew Sobel and Gerald Panis. And Powerful Listening, Powerful Influence by Tim Hast. That's about mastering the art of skillful listening, which is really the the primary skill that a coach is going to need to have within these sessions. That's a really good one too. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mallory, this has been fantastic. I feel inspired to go do some coaching with my, my staff. Um, so if, if no one else gets anything from it, I got something from it, but I'm sure our listeners will. Um, if people want to learn more about you or, or get more insights, follow up with you after this podcast about, uh, employee coaching, what's the best way for them to uh, to reach out to you? Sure. I'm available on LinkedIn. You can connect with me there. Uh, Mallory Heron is my name. And I also, you can email me, Mallory at HeronHR.com. And you can also check out my website. And there is an area where you can click to contact me through the website. And that is www heronhr.com and my phone number if anyone wants to give me a call that's 817-805-4303 wow the phone number too that is awesome well i know that you made the the jump uh not too long ago to go start your own company um and i would you know what 
I know that we're kind of like closing up the podcast, but I would love to know what was the, what led you to that? Like, why do that? Of course. So yes, I did start my own HR consultancy based in Dallas, Texas, but we do serve clients in any state and really any industry. And it's something that I had been thinking of doing for many, many years. And um, I wanted to be able to, to focus on a more unique, customized approach for my clients and uh, really make it a strategic nature and be a trusted advisor for clients and do a little bit more than I was maybe able to, um, you know, working not for myself. So um, <laughs> I decided to take the jump last year and I have been very lucky and blessed so far that it's going really well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that we had you back on the podcast. If anyone has any questions, please reach out to Mallory. Mallory, thank you again for joining us. And uh, we look forward to having you on the podcast in the future. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.